bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Well, thank you for joining us today. Our passage comes from the book of Matthew. This is chapter 12, and we're going to start in verse 43, which says this, When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. So there's a disease called pica. And while no disease is amusing, there are some that your first reaction to hearing about them isn't concern, maybe, so much as fascination. Pica is one of those for me. It's a disease whose sufferers possess an abnormal desire to eat things that aren't food. Some might eat things that are basically harmless, like ice or grass or dirt, but others are driven to eat things that can cause serious health problems, like paint chips or ashes or even metal. Research indicates that pica is usually, though not always, a response to a nutrient deficiency, such as iron or zinc. And your body deals with this by craving things that have abnormally high levels of that nutrient. Well, let's say that someone you know is struggling with this particular disorder, and through treatment you get them to stop eating metal or paint or whatever. Is your job done? No. It's simply not enough to get them to stop eating the unhealthy, non-food things. You need to deal with the deficiency that led to this problem in the first place. Otherwise, they might find themselves back in the same predicament weeks or months later. The underlying problem has still not been dealt with. This is basically what our story is about today. A quick reminder that this story is a parable. It's not court record of an actual occurrence. It's not a quote-unquote true story. Jesus is using this evocative tale of demon possession to communicate a real spiritual truth. And the truth is that Jesus' message is not simply that we should get our act together. There's a greater step that needs to be taken. In this parable, Jesus tells the story of a demon who is cast out of a man. He wanders around looking for a place to rest. Well, he doesn't find one. So he says, hey, I'll go back and see what Thaddeus is up to. Maybe I can move back into my old place. What he finds is that Thaddeus has gotten his act together. The place is nice and tidy, cleaned up. There's only one problem, for that anyway. There's no one else at home. The place is empty. So this demon goes and finds seven of his surliest friends, and they barge in and take Thaddeus over again. That's not actually his name. I'm just giving him a name. Jesus says to his listeners, don't let this be you. What should Thaddeus have done? Well, everyone in earshot of Jesus, as he's telling this story, had encountered something of this man's life and teaching. And some of them probably realized, because of the way that Jesus lived and the things that he taught, I'm not living how I ought to live. So they clean themselves up. But they never truly put their faith in Jesus. So they stop drinking and smoking and swearing and yelling at their spouses for a little while, but they never actually let Jesus take up residence on the throne of their hearts. 
It's repentance without faith. It's giving up sin for a moment without giving up their lives to the Creator. I'll let Jesus be my teacher, but not my Lord, not my Savior. Jesus tells them, don't go halfway, or you'll be worse off than you were before. What you need is not a quick fix. You need the power of God in your life to allow you to be what I created you to be. So what's our takeaway for today? Well, one, never accept Jesus only as a moral teacher. If you've never accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord, you're missing out on eternal life, on salvation, on new life, on the power of God, on the Holy Spirit taking up residence in your spirit, preventing an outcome like what happened to the man in this parable. God will keep and protect his own, as Scripture tells us over and over again. But the principle holds true for those of us who are already in Christ. As God continues to reveal areas of sin in your life, it isn't only so that you have less sin, which is good, but is not complete. What good was that sin keeping you from doing? What worship, devotion, prayer, scripture reading, trusting in God, loving your neighbor, walking in the Spirit, are you now freed up for? that God has stripped away some more of the sin areas in your life. As God continues to crucify the old man in you, which he says he will do, look for ways to walk in the new life that God has purchased for you, that you might not drift back into those old sin patterns. God will carry on the work that he started in you. So let us continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling for his glory and our good. So God, help us not to go halfway with you. Help us not simply try to clean up our act to get our lives together, but to throw ourselves on your mercy and grace and power and new life. And only then will we be fit, will we be growing in maturity, will we be able to see you work in our lives. We thank you for this assurance. We thank you for your word. Help us to live more and more for you each day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.